0: Hello and welcome back to CMO Combo, the show from CMO Alliance and all the big ideas that matter to marketing leaders. We're back with Gaston Torn, CMO of Appear Here, and we're dispelling some of the misconceptions of what it means to be a marketing leader in big corporations versus startups. Hi Gaston, welcome back to CMO Combo. How are you doing today? Hi Will, very good. And you? I'm good, I'm good. And it's great to be speaking to you again. I thoroughly enjoyed our last episode. Um, To any listeners, I recommend checking out. It's all about storytelling, which is Gaston's forte and passion mine as well but today we're also talking about something that is gaston's forte and we're talking about be working and marketing in different size companies because you've got experience with big tech and in startups don't you gaston
1: yes exactly so i started my career at google so started in a big company i always said when i was actually at uni that i never imagined myself working in a corporate and i ended up working for probably the biggest corporate uh, in the world um but my last role at Google actually was in Google for startups, um, a division of Google that focuses on helping founders, startups and scale-ups. And from there, I decided to move into small organizations. So for the last four years, i have been working in different scale-ups. Um, I work in companies that had around 800, 900 people. So I wouldn't say necessarily a small organization like Badoo and Bumble, um, but still I think much smaller than, than Big Tech. Um, and I have worked now more in series B startups I'm currently CMO at a peer here it's a company for around 100 people um, so definitely I have seen different sizes and how marketing changes depending on the size of the organization.
0: So yeah you've seen like the full the full gamut of well apart from like very literally the earliest stage series A startups it seems like you've got like fairly high level experience with all of the different range of types of businesses.
1: Yes, I have also done consulting for um, early stage startups that literally are like just a founder or like the founder and a marketing manager. Um, It's one of the most beautiful times, I think, like um, the most amazing size and organization types to do marketing because um, it's when marketing is very closely aligned with product. Um, So I also love early stage, but yeah, I've never been like just full time in an early stage startup.
0: But you've got got the perspective and we're talking about how the, Perspective changes throughout your um, throughout the different types of companies that you might be working with. Um, whether it's in terms of how your career is progressing, if you're staying on as a CMO as your company grows, or if you're thinking about changing your role as well, if you're thinking about moving role from well, well, not just from like a startup into a bigger company, but some a lot of CMOS do choose to move from bigger companies into smaller places. Is there a reason why they would want to do that? Is, is there something wrong with big tech or big companies playing with the big boys that they'd want to move into the startup zone? Like you said yourself, you would love that very early Series A kind of level. Is that, is that something that appeals to CMOs, do you think? I think
1: large organizations are incredible. And I think they are really good places to learn how to do marketing, particularly if you're working in a leading brand like Google, I um, think like any, any big tech company. Um, or in general, I think like any big brand, like mentioning like people who started their careers at Nike, let's say, or other incredible brands. I think they, they give you a lot of best practices. They give you a lot of a structure. Um, I think it's up to everyone's kind of like personal preferences and decisions, but um, what a startup can give you um, is really the ability to shape the marketing team and shape the marketing strategy the way you See that company um, doing better in a way. Um, I feel like in bigger organizations, a big part of your role is a stakeholder management, um, which is an amazing skill um, to have and learn. Because I, I think also what you learn by um, like really um, honing that skill of like stakeholder management, I think it is, it's more rational thinking and how to convince others with logic and persuasion. Um, I don't necessarily think it's it's politics. Um, I think a lot of people would would probably say that, oh, just in big companies, the only thing you do is politics. I I don't agree with that. I actually think that, you know, in big companies, what you'd really become very, very comfortable with is knowing how to justify your decisions. I think stakeholder management, you know, if, if you actually do it well, it's not around politics. It's really around like expressing your opinions and your thoughts in an articulated way that manages to convince others um, but at the same time it's true that you spend a lot of time doing that and then suddenly you don't have time to perhaps fully shape um, a marketing team or fully shape a marketing strategy because there are a lot of stakeholders involved in every decision um, so i feel like that's perhaps you know the benefit of working as a small organization if you have an idea you don't have to go through a lot of internal reviews or a lot of um, internal discussions. Probably it's just up to you to go and do it and see how it works. Because in general as well, the risk is lower, right? Like if, if a small organization or a smaller brand goes out there with a message, the risk of going wrong and getting a lot of negative press is probably much smaller compared to, um, you know, if you're Nike, Google, or one of these big brands.
0: I suppose, like the the way it sounds to me, is when you're a CMO or in a senior marketing leadership role in in a big company, you're not necessarily in the driving seat. You're more like the engine or the engineer, making sure that the vehicle keeps going, kind of thing. Uh, whereas, like when you're in a smaller, um, smaller business, then you are on the driving seat. You have full control over the direction, the way things go. Is that is that a good way of thinking about it? The big differences between those opposite ends of the scale.
1: I think it can be the experience in some brands. Um, I think there are probably some nuances though Um, when I work at Google I didn't feel I was just like feeding a machine I did feel like you know my opinion mattered, and I did feel that I could shape the initiatives and the campaigns I was leading so if anything I actually felt that you know in many cases I had a lot of power to decision making and it was an organization that also really valued creativity Um, so they always um, value the input um, from you know everyone at every single level. Um, so my experience was very positive in that sense. I didn't feel I was just part of like a machine that I was feeling Actually, I felt that I could make an impact. But perhaps yeah, the difference with small organizations it's more you know going back to my point is the appetite around risk taking. Um, because in a small organization you can take risks and in general the impact that this risk can have um, is much smaller. Um, So I think that's probably the the biggest difference. But to be honest also in big organizations, you can have that ability to take risks depending on where you are in the organization. So if you're working for one of the core products, let's say you're working for Google and you're working for YouTube or Google ads, definitely the appetite for risk is gonna be much smaller. But if you're working for some of the new products that google is launching or if you're working in a non-core market let's say you're working out of like you know one of the offices of like the smaller markets from google um, you're definitely going to have a lot of freedom so i think it's not necessarily the size of the organizations, more like where do you see it in the org um, and i feel like in smaller brands to be honest it's not every single small brand um, or a small company that is gonna have the same appetite for risk-taking. Some startups can be conservative. And I think it will depend a lot on the founder, but majority of them, because there are less risk involved in you know every decision that you take, I would say probably you're gonna have much more freedom um, to just say like one day, wake up and say, hey, why don't we do this? And like, let's try and see how it works and then go for it. I feel like there are many examples, like my recent career, like for example, at beer here, I mentioned a campaign that is called Save the Streets in my previous podcast. That was all around um, really, really becoming the voice for independent shopkeepers. At the height of the pandemic, um, perhaps in a large organization, it would take a lot of internal approvals, internal uh, discussions in order to like pull that campaign and like start running it. At beer here, it was just a discussion between a few people who definitely care about the issue. And then we were able to launch that campaign in probably less than two weeks, um, which really shows you the pace as well of the startups.
0: Definitely, definitely. But it sounds to me the, the differences are more about culture rather than scale. Like, as you said, Google, like it's, it's famously, famously been a big proponent about encouraging its employees to be creative. I don't, I don't think they still do this, but they used to do that thing where every employee, employee had to spend at least an hour a day working on something creative that was unrelated to their work and I think that that went all the way up to senior management senior leadership and stuff whereas in a startup you don't really have that flexibility all the time you have to be you have to be hitting growth goals you have to be like feeding the demand gen machine and and following attribution paths and you're very lucky from what from what I understand from the conversations I've had with lots of CMOs on the show you're very lucky to be in a situation where you get that flexibility and that freedom to be creative in a startup environment because you have all these different demands on your responsibilities is that something that maybe eases off in a larger organization you're allowed to focus more on sort of marketing strategy and big ideas rather than trying to just keep things going from a day-to-day basis
1: yes i think it does another interesting tension uh, particularly for marketing teams Um, what you see in general is like small organizations marketing tends to be very focused on the short term um, because you don't even know if it's going to be a long term right like when you when it comes to an early stage startup um, you're not going to be investing three or five years from now because you don't even know if you're going to make it right so um, there is a time frame discussion in there that I think also affects the type of marketing that you do. If you look at like most early stage startups, they tend to do more performance marketing, direct response marketing, less brand marketing, which I think um, is, is the wrong decision. And I think probably um, that was one of my main focus areas whenever I joined um, you know, a company. Even if a size like you know, Badu and Bumble, there was really no investment whatsoever in the, on the brand side when I joined that business. And it was already um, you know, quite large scale, but... Um, I think there's a misunderstanding as well like in some of these organizations about what brand means um in general like you know some people that say well brand is like the vision from the founder um and i think like you know what you see in big organizations that you know that's why they, they become big brands it's like it's not about opinions like there's really a framework to do good for brand marketing it's always consumer-led it's always insight-led it's not the opinion from the founder opinion from you know whoever in the organization wants to um, contribute to what the brand should be, but actually it's led by what consumers want and what culture, in a way, dictates at that moment. Um, but I think um, in small organizations, definitely there tends to be a bias towards performance or towards more like, you know, kind of direct response um, driven marketing. I think it appears here, like a company I'm working in um, for the last two years and a half, um, I've been very lucky to work with a founder that understands the value of brand and understands that we're not gonna win just with short-term tactics. I think short-term is needed, but also you need to get a balance with with long-term. And for example, a campaign like um, Save the Street that I I was mentioning a few minutes ago, uh, it's not gonna drive the pipeline for sales now, but it's going to build something more meaningful and it's going to build something that's gonna last, um, appear here, even as a brand. And I feel like that's something that if you have a company that understands the value of it, I think it's the right place to thrive as a cmo
0: i suppose in a, in a startup environment you've got the opportunity to sort of build this kind of working relationship like a very very close working relationship with the founder or the ceo or other stakeholders whereas you might be a bit more a bit more siloed possibly in larger companies that like you won't have the opportunity to work daily face to face with the founder of google if you worked at google you wouldn't be able to work with mark zuckerberg if you were at meta or something like that like it's it, you're, you're very much within your, your team and your department. Is that is that right? Am I right in thinking that? Uh, I haven't worked in big tech, so I'm, I'm looking for your perspective. Um,
1: I think probably you're not going to have daily interactions with the founder um, for sure. And I feel like at Google, for example, is a company that you know the founders do not work there anymore, yeah. right? So it's assumed that are the CEO. Um, I think definitely one thing you're going to find that is different in big companies versus startups is that sometimes you're the only marketing voice at the table. Um, I found that transition quite hard um, when I moved from uh, Google to, to startups. Um, at Google, I think, particularly in the marketing team, everyone speaks the same language. If you say, well, guys, we're doing this campaign because of upper funnel um, objectives, these are gonna be our key metrics, this is the way that you know, we're gonna follow up after the campaign. You don't have to explain like you know, what is upper funnel, what are the metrics are going to be targeting? Why you're focused on something that is not just revenues, but something that it's going to contribute to revenues in the mid, long term. So there's a common language within the marketing team. And also there are so many people working in the marketing team that it's just like literally like almost like, you know, a whole company that understands within the company why marketing matters. You don't have to explain the value of marketing in your daily interactions. For sure, when you work with like other teams like sales or Uh, product that you do work on a regular basis in in big tech as well you do have to kind of in a way prove the value of marketing a bit more but i think it's an organization that has already probably seen how marketing contributes value so there's less of like in a way having to prove yourself and having to prove the value of marketing and less of like explaining why the marketing matters when it comes to small organizations most of them and particularly when you join as a CMO, most of them haven't had like really a marketing team for a while, or like if they had a marketing team, there was no marketing leader. So a big part of your job is really explaining what's the value of marketing, which for me was quite frustrating And It was almost like, oh my God, I'm taking a step back. Of course, these, these things need to be done. Like why am I even like, you know, wasting my time explaining the founder, like why a brand campaign matters? Or why am I even like explaining, you know, this other stakeholder um, that this metric is the right metric it's obvious that you know we need to measure ROAS for example like I remember like having to explain that metric um, return on ad spend. Um, but at the same time I think you know at the beginning I you know as I said like, it was frustrating but at the same time I think it really helped me understand how marketing can contribute value to a business I think it almost like it was a step back but then to take two steps forward um, because it made me see holistically how marketing can contribute to a business particularly in two ways it's either by generating more revenues or by reducing cost even when we talk about brand what we're talking about is in the end in the mid long term we're costs because what brand can do is just like in- increase and build the organic acquisition machine right um, but when you start understanding like at a high level what a founder what a CFO what like other teams care about you start changing your language from being marketing centric to being more like business centric and for me that shift was critical so in the beginning it felt frustrating it felt almost like why do I even need to justify why I'm marketing but in the end I think it helped me to see more bigger picture how marketing can contribute um, to drive
0: business growth. I always think like whenever it comes to trying to prove if you understand something it's always best to try and explain it to someone who doesn't know it doesn't know anything about that subject and I I imagine it's a similar exercise when it comes to marketing as well particularly in a CMO role in a startup has it reshaped how you approach marketing campaigns like how you how you come up with campaigns how you work with the the different stakeholders how you explain them to them are are you thinking about in those terms before you even come up with like a different strategy
1: yes I think um one thing that I always skip though, is like some of the frameworks I learned at Google. Like I think one of the best frameworks I was taught um, during that experience that was amazing at Google, it was really like every campaign should be insight led. You should start with an insight. And, and particularly it can be you know, a cultural insight or it can be a brand insight, but in general, like, it needs to resonate with a universal truth or like a, like a human truth. There's even a, a team at Google um, I think it's called human truths or something like that, that you know really analyzes and tries to understand how certain patterns of human behavior are super important because we can all resonate and relate to. And then every marketing campaign should try to speak to those kind of like patterns in human behavior, right? Um, so I feel like that's quite important. And it's something that I I keep, even like if startups move really fast, I always try to think, what kind of human truth element I'm trying to uncover in this campaign. With say the street, it's it's all around fairness, which is something that we can all relate to as human beings. If we see that a government is helping big retailers, but it's not helping independent retailers, that's unfair. And we can all relate to unfairness, even if you're not a retailer. Um, so that's something that I always keep, like really starting with an insight. But then when it comes to execution, um, I think, Perhaps the beauty of working in a small organization is that you can't just be a bit more scrappy. You can be more like, well, let's try this out and see how it works. And maybe it doesn't work, but um, there's no risk associated with something not working immediately. Um, One thing that we tried that actually ended up working really well was what if we give shopkeepers in our community the opportunity to really put a sticker outside of the windows um, to show their support for, Save the street. So we started just like, almost like, you know, something that we woke up and say, why can't we not help, like, you know, spread the word this way, when we didn't even know what kind of stickers we were going to produce, right? But we saw so much demand that suddenly we executed it. And like, you know, of course we ended up doing like a lot of stickers for, for our community. In a bigger organization, that wouldn't be probably the flow. You start more like convincing everyone, producing the speakers, and then by the time you go out, you see if there is demand or not for, for that type of action. Whereas I think in startups, you can just be a bit more like scrappy, go with idea. If it goes and runs, I think like, then you you start thinking how to execute it. Um, but I think it also, of course, has some risk in case then you find that, you know, the printer is not working or you kind of find the stickers. it didn't happen this time, but it did happen other times <laughs> that we went out with something that didn't end up working in the end.
0: But then if it doesn't work, you're in a startup, it's not going to make a huge splash. It's not going to make the front page of ad age or marketing weekly if a marketing campaign doesn't go wrong in a startup environment. that's, that's got to be a major benefit of being able to take those kinds of risks.
1: Completely. I think if you're the small fish, you can always apologize. Uh, but if you're the big fish, nobody is going to take an apology completely um, in good terms, right? I feel like that's although I think like there are some big companies that you know make mistakes and then when they apologize, they did it in a very human way. And still creates the empathy. I think like one of my favorite apps um, from the last few years is from KFC, mm-hmm. um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. When they ran out of chicken, they ran the app that was like, you know, changing their logo from KFC to fuck and saying we're sorry. And, and then they really like, you know, made a mistake, but they apologize not in a corporate way, but they apologize in a very human way. And still, you know, we can feel the empathy and say, you know, completely
0: understand that sometimes things go wrong so there is there is still that scope there to have that kind of human driven marketing in large scale corporations you're not going to be entirely based on data you're not entirely going to be based on what what the charts are saying you should be doing with your marketing activities there is there is opportunity to take kind of those because even that kind of apology that was a bit of a risk right there from kfc um like changing the logo putting an an expletive in there as well like that's got to be I can't, I can't imagine how they cleared that with uh, with certain people within the organization but they did so it was impressive um Completely. So, so in terms it sounds like you've really benefited from having seen both sides of the of the scale is that something you'd advise for all cmos to do if they, if they get the opportunity to like should should we all aspire to be have startup experience and big um big corporation experience um even if even if you're thinking of just working in startups for ent- your entire life or if you're ultimate goal is just to work in big corporations should we all get experience of both sides
1: I think it's up to every individual I think like it's very hard for me to advise um, because everyone's journey um, can be different I think like everyone will benefit um, from different experiences what I would definitely advise though, everyone is to have an open mind um, I think there are like a lot of myths both in the startup side and the corporate side about like each other. It's almost like I, when I was in corporate side, I, I used to hear a lot about startups just being like too scrappy, no structural like, um, and also like from a talent perspective, perhaps less kind of like of a, you know, standard compared to, to big tech because you have to go through so many interviews. And that's not true. I found like incredible talent working in startups, really ambitious people with like incredible skills. Um, and then vice versa, I mean, when i working in startups, I always hear like so many kind of like, you know, myths around like working in corporate that, you know, from my experience, they're not true. Like the most common one that you will always hear in startups, is like, oh, big corporates are just political. You, The only thing that you do is politics. I'm like, and what do you do with a founder like 90% of your day in a startup? It's just politics as well. And like that's not because the startups are political or because big corporates are political, it's because the world is political. Like the world of work is all around power. So um, if anything, I think open your eyes and like realize how power is distributed in your organization rather than, you know, thinking that your organization doesn't have any power dynamics. But i think like those kind of like um, in a way, um, angles or like different perspectives about working different companies, you can always bring them if you have experience working for, different types of organizations um, but I think if you always close your mind you think well corporates are going to be this way startups are going to be this way you're never going to learn something new so my advice would be like do whatever you feel is right for you but if you add a bit of diversity to your curriculum and to your career probably you're going to always bring um, a new perspective to a new organization I think like you know in my case being like the Google guy who has experience working in a big corporate in a startup adds a different perspective to startups and I imagine like you know if in a few years I go back to corporate um you know my perspective of being like you know the guy who did startups actually is going to contribute value so rather than just being like you know the person who's always doing the same I think like adding diversity and variety to your journey is only going to make you stronger.
0: I think that applies as well not just in terms of company size but company type as well like b2b cmos can bring a lot to the table in b2c organizations and b2c and vice versa as well um and i think variety and having all these different perspectives and experiences are going to be ultimately extremely valuable to cmos in any kind of position well marketers as a whole in fact and i think that's that's great advice to to aim for that variety gaston um i think maybe just one last what what you mentioned the, the, the big myth of, of politics. There's one thing that I know is on my mind thinking about corporations, what about red tape? What about all the different approval layers that you might have to go through? Is that, is that a thing? Is that, is that definitely a thing that you have to do to be able to get projects over the line, um, even if you're in a CMO position? So
1: when it comes to big corporate, I have the experience of working at Google, which is probably not your traditional corporate. So, um, I don't think this applies probably to every single big corporate out there. For Google, what I have seen, I work for different products and also work different markets. The closer you're to the core of the business and the closer you are to a core market, let's say the US, the more approvals you will have to go through. The less kind of like involved you are in those core products and core markets, the more freedom you're gonna have. So when I was doing, for example, marketing in Brazil, um, I could do a lot of stuff without having to go through thousands of approvals. Also, I was working at that point um in a product called Google Cloud. That right now is like the second biggest product from Google in terms of revenues. But when I started working at Google Cloud, it was literally a startup within Google. Like there was like, you know, I feel like in total, like globally, we were like something like 30 people working wow. in Google Cloud. Um wow. right now, I think like the whole marketing or for Google Cloud is like probably. I imagine at least ten thousand. So, <laughs> um, so it really grew um, after I left. But um, I feel like I had a lot of freedom working for that product, and also because I was in a, in a kind of like I, it was a very big market from a revenue perspective. But it was not first of all it was not English speaking, which was great because like all the American teams couldn't really understand Portuguese, <laughs> um, and that gave me a lot of freedom to really experiment. Right. So, I would say. Um, Definitely there is more approvals, um, particularly because there are like more stakeholders um involved. Um, and I feel like one stakeholder usually you don't consider in startups, it's it's more like what in big corporate is called policy teams. Okay. Um, so what kind of implications it has when it comes to um you know political parties, when it comes to you know public opinion. Um so if, if Google launches a new campaign or like launches a new product, it's gonna have a lot of implications when it comes to press, political parties, associations, discussions, that in a startup usually you don't have to consider. Like the only stakeholder that you really consider in a startup is usually consumers and maybe partners. But in big tech, I think in any big corporate, um, the public sphere at large is is definitely a big stakeholder. So that's why usually there are like more approvals, but I would say the less um, like, you know the more distant you are from the core product and the core market the more freedom you're going to have At the same time i have to say sometimes those approvals they do give you good insight and good knowledge um particularly i i, I used to love my reviews with google's creative team like it's called creative love i used to learn a lot from those reviews so not all of that is is bad i think like sometimes you also need to go with like the mind that you know you don't know everything and actually you're going to learn a lot from those reviews from people who are very good at like their own fields and and usually when it comes to um marketing you tend to go for reviews more like on the media plan and and the creative plan and from my side I think I probably learned everything I know about you know define a good media plan and define a good creative strategy from those
0: reviews excellent excellent and sounds like yeah sounds like a very very helpful valuable uh, process uh, all across the board because I mean Google they know what they're talking about at the end of the day they wouldn't be the, the biggest brand in the world without it um, but this uh, this has been a great conversation Gaston thoroughly enjoyed it really nice insights into, into your background and into basically the world of marketing in different stages as I said I don't have experience in in big tech and big corporations a lot of our audience are in the startup space and they might not have worked in those kinds of bigger corporations as well so I think it's gonna be really useful to them and I think it's gonna be useful to our big corporation uh audience as well who might be thinking oh It may be the grass is greener on the other side. But there's stuff to be learned from both sides I think we've learned today. And I hope our audience agrees. Um, Thank you very much for joining me today, Gaston, again. It's always always a pleasure speaking to you. And I hope our audience has enjoyed it as well. Thank
1: you, Willie. It was really a pleasure.
0: And we'll be back soon with another CMO combo.